Hey, welcome to episode number 14 of the Go To Physio podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about the importance of the fingertips to common rotator cuff exercises. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the Go To Physio podcast, episode number 14. And what we're talking about today is the importance of the fingertips to rotator cuff exercises. Now, in the past few episodes, we've talked a lot about the importance of the foot, the knee to the hip joint, the importance of the distal hamstrings, proximal gastro to allow the hip to do active work. What we want to do today is we want to switch to the upper limb now and we want to start to look at the importance of the hand and the elbow to shoulder health. So again, this is appreciate. This is a different way of maybe looking at the body, certainly to how um, I was taught in university. So I appreciate your open-mindedness in today's episode. Give it a try um, with some of the recommendations that I'm going to make today, some of the tweaks that we use and see what you think in, in clinical practice. Because as always, the aim of these episodes is to help you get real-world results with real people in the real world. So when we made the the change and we started to look at physiological principles of of human movement we looked at architecture of muscles and started to get that picture of maybe how we should be designing our treatment plans and rehab plans when we apply this to the upper limb and the go to turpus mentorship um you know I'll, I'll be honest i was quite amazed and i think personally the module three which is the upper limb assessment and treatment um for the upper limb i think that's the the best module and that's my favorite module in the go to therapist mentorship and you know i was quite astounded at how easy so to speak shoulders became once i started looking um, at the importance of the the hand and the elbow so when we look at movement we can see that obviously we you know when we go to move our limb it's always driven by intent. So, you know, if you're gonna reach your hand overhead, you know, to reach for something over the cup, uh, in the cupboard, etc., you know, you don't do that by trying to isolate your, your rotator cuff, isolate your lower traps, your serratus, your deltoid. What you do is you reach with your fingertips usually, okay? So things usually start with the hand, okay? And everything else is, is reacting to that. So that's where, we need to, in my opinion, with shoulder exercises, is give the nervous system, give the brain an opportunity for the fingertips to communicate with the elbow, to communicate with the with the shoulder. So when we see traditional um, exercises um, targeting the rotator cuff, let's just have a quick look at maybe the sideline um, ER external rotation exercise that you might do with a dumbbell or a, or a turban. Okay, so when I, you know, I I've used these and and um, an odd time I still do use them, but when I do use them, I'm very very careful with my cues and I want my intent to be very very specific, which again we're going to talk a lot about in depth today. So when we do that exercise, usually two big cheats that I see uh, patients do that they don't um, do this exercise very well will be when they're um, in that silent position is to get the weight up, they'll usually do um, excessive wrist extension, okay? So instead of driving, um, you know, genuine ER, okay, at the, the glenohumeral joint, they'll usually wrist extend first quite a bit and then um, drive a lot of that motion through wrist extension. The other big cheat that I'll see or, you know, maybe 
excessive motion at, at a certain area where we may not want it to be would be um, the scapula. So the other kind of big cheat that I'll see instead of genuine glenohumeral joint ER or, or active work being done at the, at the shoulder joint in the transverse plane is excessive scapula adduction, adduction. Okay, so again, we can get that weight up by excessively adducting the, the scapula and also doing a lot of work with the wrist extensors. Now, that um, obviously isn't ideal if we're trying to get genuine load through the, the shoulder joint. Now, why is the nervous system not happy to put load through uh, the shoulder joint? You know, is that due to pain? Is it due to, you know, um, perceived threat, whatever? But what we wanna ask ourselves is, is there maybe a better way that we can get these exercises with some simple changes that can um, adhere maybe to physiological principles and that can maybe give the nervous system and the brain an opportunity to work these tissues in coordination as they, they may do um, or in sequen sequenization, so to speak for want of a better word, that they, they do in real life. And that's where then we started to, um, as I said, in the mentorship when we, we looked at the upper limb, we started to appreciate the importance of the foot, the knee, and the hip, that we started to look at the, the hand, the wrist, the elbow, and their importance to the shoulder joint. So just like the, the foot and the, the proximal gastrodistal hamstrings are very important to obviously delay any extension to allow the hip joint to do active work, we can see that the wrist flexors and the ability to co-contract at the elbow joint is gonna give us a great opportunity to do genuine active work at the, um, at the shoulder joint, in particular the deltoid. So if we substitute the glute max for the deltoid, we can start to see then that there's very, very similar muscles like the bicep and tricep with the quad and the hamstring, the wrist flexors with the gastro, so to speak, okay? And again, if we just go back to fundamental movement, we can see that when we're crawling, the wrist flexors and not the wrist extensors are vital, okay? So again, we've got these long tendons designed to transfer energy, okay? So again, when we're uh, crawling, etc., the um, the wrist flexors are taking a lot of elastic energy. We've got these long tendons that again are, are designed um, to do that well for energy efficiency. So when we look at handoffs in rugby, okay, again we're using the wrist flexors. Okay, when we um, look at gripping the wrist flexors become very, very important. Whereas a lot of the ER exercises that I see happening um, in shoulder rehab, we're losing an opportunity to, um, to use these muscles by maybe excessive wrist extension or excessive scap adduction. So a simple um, tweak to that, so to speak, is having intent, and again, remember movement starts with intent, is having the intent to move the load or move the weight from the fingertips. So instead of just lifting the weight up, we're pulling the weight with our fingertips. So again, you're getting that light squeeze, which again, we, we appreciate, will fire up the rotator cuff anyways. But in that sideline position, you wanna be pulling with the fingertips, okay? So you'll always lead with the fingertips. And the nice thing about that then is that's gonna straight away, it's gonna um, kind of negate the wrist extension cheats but also what you'll find is that you can't um, essentially um, actively adduct the, the scapula, okay, while you're doing um, the motion by driving through the fingertips because you, you'll almost be driving a wrist flexion 
moment so you'll kind of get limited with the ability to to cheat okay so when you pull with the fingertips we're getting a unique opportunity to drive that motion okay get the wrist flexors involved um, and communicate with the um, rotator cuff and the deltoid hey i hope you're enjoying today's show for more clinical content and tips to help you implement this content in the real world please visit thegotophysio.com for more information including my six-step patient adherence checklist which you can download for free and also there's more blog content that helps you implement this stuff in the real world you'll also find links to my youtube show the go-to physio show as well as lots of more information to help you become the go-to therapist helping real patients get real results in the real world now obviously the big thing we need to ask ourselves okay is why is that rotator cuff painful why is it inhibited etc why is it becoming overloaded why is it become torn in the first place okay and again you know that's such um it's an important muscle but why is it um becoming overloaded painful inhibited in the first place weak whatever you want to call it okay and that's where we have to start looking at what's not doing its job and that's what we do specifically in the go-to therapist mentorship or assessment especially is we look at what's not doing its job when we can find what's not doing its job then very often we can see that these tissues will fire up very very quickly again okay because i appreciate what people are trying to do with these shoulder um you know rotator cuff exercises but what happens when yeah we we fire these rotator cuffs up again but we haven't addressed what's not doing its job in the first place we still haven't addressed that true problem so is it any kind of wonder that a lot of these issues will will reoccur again okay so what we do in the go to therapist mentorship is we still appreciate you know the 20 percent, which will be the symptoms we still need to do our traditional stuff for that to settle the symptoms down get everything fired up but what we wanted to spend 80 percent of our time with is finding what's not doing its job and giving a step-by-step graded exposure program to show the nervous system the brain that it's safe to tolerate loads in these areas now for the vast majority of people with shoulder issues we're going to spend a lot of time um, in places elsewhere besides the shoulder so again um, you know we'll get a lot of people come to our clinic who've been around the houses they've been to you know top clinical specialists in the uk physios etc um, you know and they've done everything right from a shoulder point of view but they may not have found you know what's not doing its job maybe below it and again when we look at the importance of the bicep tricep the wrist flexors we maybe desensitize those with hands-on and then we start to give that great exposure program and that step-by-step um exposure then things change very very quickly and as i say you know common things like impingement you know maybe uh slap tears and you know bank cats etc that you know don't have uh, gross instability you know we can um we can get a lot of these people functioning very very well very quickly once we hit we find what's not doing its job and once we give a greater exposure in a step-by-step manner so that's just something that i wanted to to touch on today i appreciate it's um it's a slightly different way of looking at the body um but as i said if you can get the intent from the fingertips i think it takes away a lot of the cheats and i think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the sensation that you're feeling and um the the recruitment that that you want okay and again 
I think a lot of that's happening, you know, you've an intent to pull with the fingertips and you're getting that subconscious reaction happening up at the posterior deltoid, but also the, the rotator cuff as well. So that you're not trying to actively or, you know, um, isolate a, a particular muscle because, you know, I think we all appreciate that that's very, very hard to just isolate one muscle. And I think the transference of that to real life is, is quite limited. So give it a go. Um, hopefully that just, you know, as I said in uh, this episode, it's the first time really we've touched upon the upper limb. Um, you know, in my go-to therapist mentorship, module three, it's the assessment and treatment of the upper limb, um, specifically kind of sessions one to three, where we start to set the foundations and modulate. It's, it's kind of the high level rehab, um, especially that we'll be doing with kind of rugby players and Gaelic footballers, etc. Um, and kind of higher level people that, that need um, that extra level of rehab, the kind of the high end rehab. But in module three, that's my favorite module. And I think that's some of the best work that we've done since we made that commitment to look at the body um, as a whole, look at the, the interaction between the brain and the nervous system, look at the physiological properties of the tissues, the muscle architecture. You know, it's certainly um was surprised me at how um you know as i said um easy a lot of um your your shoulders become obviously you still have that one or two complex cases um but but for the vast vast majority it, it really did surprise me and the vast majority of my um attention nowadays with shoulders isn't necessarily on the shoulder it's not on the rotator cuff it's not on the the rhomboids the low traps it's what's not doing its job that's maybe making these tissues um maybe painful have a perceived threat why isn't the nervous system um generating torque force uh through these tissues in the first place that's the the higher level question in, in my mind and i appreciate it it's a different way of looking at the body i appreciate your open-mindedness to this and um, as i said for more practical demonstrations head over to www.thegotophysio.com forward slash blog and you'll see um this episode um it's a company in video um, with the importance of the fingertips to rotate a cuff exercise. You'll see um, some practical demonstrations there as well if you're more of a visual learner. There's also my patient adherence checklist that you can download as well as my, um, you can pick up a copy of my book to go to physio. There's also uh, information on my return to play course as well as obviously information on the, the go-to therapist mentorship. If this way of looking at the body resonates with you, if you think um, this is a way that, that you'd like to, to look at the body rather than just giving the same exercises to every patient, to actually be able to make sense of the subjective, link it to the objective and find what's not doing its job and then design a step-by-step -step treatment plan, a great exposure program for that patient um, to get them meaningful impacts and make meaningful impacts on, on their lives so that they can have long-term, long-lasting results. So as I said, that's what the Go To Therapist Mentorship is all about. It's helping therapists in the real world get real results with, with real people and obviously gain that reputation as that Go To Therapist while building um, a very popular word of mouth clinic. Okay, so that's it for, for this week. The first episode where we've started to really touch on the upper limb. We'll have more on that in the, the coming months. So give it a try, you know, um, maybe reflect on the cues you're using, get the fingertips involved more with your basic exercise, like I show you in the video blog at the go to physio.com and let me know your, your thoughts and, and how it's working for you. As I said, I appreciate 
your, your time and your open-mindedness to this approach. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information, please visit www.thegotophysio.com where you can download my six-step patient adherence checklist absolutely free, as well as read the accompanying blog that goes with today's episode. We've got lots of cheat sheets and clinical content to help you implement to get real-world results with real patients that ultimately helps you become the go-to therapist and allows you to build a profitable, busy private practice or become that go-to therapist in professional sport. I'll speak to you soon on the next episode.